Hello, today is Friday, December the 16th, and you're listening... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Sleigh bells in the snow. Keep going, Dolores. Are you done? (laughs) For now. Yes, so this is not a podcast about Christmas. This is uh, Grains Grains Matter Chatter presented by Northcore Grains. Do you want to do the entrance? Keep going. (laughs) I'm your host, Dolores Foster. I'm sitting here, obviously, with Jeffrey Guy. I'm sure you've all figured that out already. Good afternoon, good evening to everybody. Tis a great day. Nine more sleeps till Christmas. And it's definitely starting to feel a little more like Christmas with the snow we got here today. Let's see, it's getting close to Christmas. Are we getting a December rally this year? A Christmas rally this year, Dolores? I don't know. What was on your Christmas list to uh, to Santa? Yeah. Uh, it's so long, I have trouble remembering everything. But uh, we always love to see a December Christmas rally. But I think it's, the Grinch has that one right now. There's no big rally right now. I think... I think, well, why don't we get in the markets? I think at the beginning of the week, it was looking like we'd get one, right? What happened at the beginning of the week Oh, Sunday, sometime Sunday, a a missile from Russia hit the port of Odessa. Who knows what it hit at the port? But there was talk that, oh, this trade agreement's going to be over between the two countries. Prices rallying on Monday, up higher in the morning, kind of pulling back a little bit as the day went on. And then by like Tuesday afternoon... You wouldn't even know that was in the news the day before. So it was just kind of a one, who knows if it was a rogue missile, what it was, but people quit talking about it. So for the week, corn actually was up this week. Uh, $6 on uh, old crop, but about half of that was basis increase. Soybeans were pretty flat for, they're up a couple dollars here in old crop, flat for next year. Spring wheat was up about 4 or $5.00. And the winter wheat is pretty interesting, and I think the spring wheat too. Uh, winter wheat was up this week, uh, ten, twelve dollars, but it's just how much it was down last week. So, so it just came back uh, its losses. Yeah, came back its last losses. week's losses. So, which is the right direction, Jeffrey? Oh, it's the right direction for prices to come up. So, but it doesn't look right now like we're having a Christmas rally, unfortunately. You know what? There's still time. There's nine more days until Christmas. That's big time. <laughs> Christmas doesn't officially start till I do my shopping, and I don't think that's still about the 23rd or 24th. So, Okay. I don't so, know whether to call you Father Christmas here, sitting here with your white beard or, or Scrooge. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> there are some news this week. Our dollar, uh, we had... It was started, uh, well, it was varied this week. It it started low, went higher, and then it's kind of low again at the end of the week. It's closing today, just over 73 cents U.S. The U.S. Federal Reserve did increase their interest rates this week by 50 basis points. It broke up their, their increases that they've been going by 75 basis points each time. They only went by 50, and their, their chairs talk like that the increases won't be quite as severe next year and they'll start coming down in two so is that the main reason with the change in the canadian dollar this week well it's funny the day when they announced that change our dollar jumped or no yeah jumped big time and then came right back down so it was i think the market was thinking they were going to have the 75 basis point increase and it's it's funny because in europe they uh 
the European chair of their finances, they increased their interest rates also this week by 50 basis points, but they talked more bullish of increasing their rates faster and maybe higher than the U.S. Definitely, uh, definitely going to put a strain on the economy then over there in Europe. Well, it's just, it's higher interest rates are negative for the economies, anybody's economy. So that's... Yeah, that's just the way it is. China was back in the news again this week, and I want to quit talking about this in China or anywhere, but it was what was in the news for them, their COVID policies. So they finally are waiving, relaxing, reducing, whatever, their COVID res restrictive policies. And I think that's really probably because of how they were uh, protesting in China more than anything. So I, I actually just saw um, one of my friends recently. Um, what did I see her? I saw her two days ago. And this is the first time I've seen her in three years because she lives in China. And she's been locked down in China for the three years of COVID. And then I guess something happened with her visa that they, uh, I want to say exported her, but deported her. <laughs> To Hong Kong, so she was able to make it home for Christmas this year, and she said that that the borders are still closed on China, but the travel within the country has definitely relaxed. Oh, that's that's good to hear. That's definitely good. So one of the things I want to say is like, hopefully now, well, there's supposedly lots of reports that COVID is going wild in China right now, mm -hmm. but they're not releasing new COVID data because they're not making everybody get tested, and they, I guess, it's really strange that they don't have widespread vaccinations in China but that's what I keep reading hmm. that they haven't had them but then again how do you believe anything that comes well, out of you, China, you don't right? believe so. it and when you think back at the start of COVID that our beloved Prime Minister was making a deal with China <laughs> for vaccinations out of there that's right anyhow better not go there I'll really get off topic here so anyhow well, hopefully we can quit talking about COVID in China and how it's affecting our markets and it's uh, nice to see that your your friend, so is she a spy? She got deported? Or? <laughs> I guess so. No, yeah. I'm not sure what happened, but her visa was up and they wouldn't renew it on her. She's lived there for 10 years now, but anyways. Um, well, even spies have to come That's right, that's so. right. So what else affects our markets? The weather. So why don't well, we talk about the weather? <laughs> yeah, so weather in uh, Argentina. So like we, again, we got up on Monday. Uh, it had rained in Argentina on the weekend. So after it rained... They were like, oh, the crops are going to be good. So soybean prices go down. But then they, by Tuesday, they're like, Argentina's going to be hot and dry. Going forward, 100 plus degrees. Going to big time affect their corn crop, their soybean crop, their wheat crop. Big time negative for Argentina. So that means that our prices should really be going up, up, up. Well, that's, oh, we get like a one-day rally. Then the next day they say, well, it's not really that much because <laughs> Brazil... 80% of Brazil is boom, boom, boom. And just the southern tips of Brazil are going to be affected by this dry weather. Who knows going forward, but that just hasn't affected the markets as much as you would think it would. And so it was like soybean oil. If we think about soybean oil, those prices have went up and down this week with crude. The soybean meal prices have been affected more by what's happened in Argentina. So then you have to balance out both of those things to see where soybean prices have gone for the week and so soybeans really were flat for the week <coughs> so what's going to happen like in so in china prices in china i think i wrote this morning i saw it on the dtn prices in china have pulled back on soybeans 
And like before we were saying price remains strong in China, that's a good sign that they need the soybeans. They have strong demand. Mm -hmm. Price has pulled back and pulled back pretty significant this week in China. So it's either the demand is is going down or they have a, an abundance of supply. And with, sorry, when you look at what Brazil is supposedly producing. It'll maybe, be interesting to see what happens on our soybean market next week. But right like soybeans didn't move a whole lot this week they didn't gain or lose anything but they're still holding their own look soybeans closed here at 709 for old crop and 666 for new crop like that those are still very positive numbers oh and like i told how many people that uh, you know that's just a number for new crop i think people should get something in the market and but on soybeans with so many things that can affect it out there in the world with China, Brazil, Argentina, the U.S., whatever happens anywhere for uh, vegetable oil. the We could see a swing in soybean prices, $100. Either way, up or down by next year. So it's like you take some risk off the table, sell some, but don't sell everything, you know, on soybeans. That's my feeling on soybeans. Absolutely. So corn and wheat this week. Uh, we talked there about how prices rallied on Monday because of what happened in the Ukraine. But then everything kept flowing out of the Ukraine after that. Uh, there are some talk about a little bit lower crops in the Ukraine. Surprise, surprise, they've had a war. Yeah, they produced a little bit less than what they were supposed to. Surprise, surprise. But as those crops keep flowing out of Ukraine and Russia, like the wheat out of Russia, that's helping keep a lid on prices. What do you think was the big driver for the wheat market this week? Well, so the wheat market did get some uh, widespread rains in the U.S. over a bunch of rains and snow, which should help, in theory, to replenish soil moisture levels over a lot of the winter wheat growing areas. But there were still some parts of the U.S. southern plains that didn't get any of this. So that those rains should be negative for prices. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but some that didn't get any rains... The exports were good this week for wheat, but they're still way behind. I think the biggest negative really is that uh, wheat still is flowing out of Russia and the Ukraine, but, you know, prices rallied. Again, probably about half that price increase for the week was on basis levels as our dollar fluctuated around. And I think that's really the week. There's not a lot of big news in the markets. We we're going to hope for that Christmas rally yet. Keep our eyes posted. What did you say? Nine more days. Nine, Nine more, sleeps. more sleeps till Christmas. <laughs> the uh, yeah, we'll hope for that rally. We'll target orders are a great way of taking advantage of any of the uh, potential rallies. Yeah, especially during getting into this holiday season, there's lots of uh, uh, varied market hours, I guess, too, and and office hours. So and office to hours. make sure you can uh, capture those, uh, hopefully rallies and people have more important things to do than just watch the markets absolutely all the time. that's right that's why yeah. target order works so well for you sounds great so anyhow next week we'll be taking a request for christmas carols on the show next week so <laughs> anybody has a are request, you doing a solo gig there uh, jeffrey guy <laughs> oh, we'll get brian in to help so <laughs> i'm sure we will Alrighty. well thank you for tuning in this week hope everyone has a safe and uh, great weekend and uh, enjoy the snow bye for now talk to you again